walking with Jesus, serving with love, and sharing with courage. Welcome to the Pecom Podcast. Good morning. This is Jeff Given. It's good to be with you again. There, there are these gorgeously deep, dark shades of black that artists often seek to capture in their paintings. Um, also in, in drawings, in photographs, in films. There's a richness and and an awe that a, a perfectly rendered darkest of dark, blackest of black color uh, in a piece of artwork can achieve. Where it, it almost radiates. There's like, like something as, as wondrous and infinite as the night sky. My printmaking teacher would call these colors these shades, inky blacks. I, always, I loved that term, inky, inky blacks. That was the goal that he, he would set for us um, when trying to achieve these deepest shades, these inky blacks. And, and as he reminded us, it was not an easy thing to accomplish. Um, took a lot of practice and experimenting and um, and sort of failing uh, to, to try to get there. My dad and I were recently looking at a piece of art from the 17th century. It's called Still Life with Lemons, Oranges, and a Rose by Francisco de Zurbaran. And it's just what you'd think it would be. It's a still life with lemons, oranges, and a rose. Um, it's a beautiful painting, and and I encourage you to look it up. Uh, you can just do a quick internet search. I'll say the name the name of the painting again, so you can hopefully search for it. It's called Still Life with Lemons, Oranges, and a Rose, and this is by uh, Zerberon. And I was thinking about what it was, I was trying to figure out what was it that made this seemingly simple painting so striking. Your, your eye is drawn first, probably. Your eye is drawn first to the bright yellow lemons and the oranges, then maybe to the single rose, and then back up to the more subtle orange blossoms. And these Elements are all lovely and fine, but they're not, they're not particularly interesting. There's nothing about them that, um, I don't know, that, that seems lovely or beautiful uh, in comparison with how just striking the overall composition is. And so it, it hit me that what what dramatizes the whole piece, what gives life and vibrancy to this otherwise simple arrangement of fruit and flowers, um, 
is the it's the almost impossibly dark black background surrounding it um, and and holding it all in place and everything glows because of how masterfully Zerberon was able to create these lush inky blacks and I'm not looking at that image right now um, but I can I can bring it to mind but what I am looking at right now and and <laughs> as seems to be almost a tradition now um, I began recording this episode while looking at a different image and this image is yes it's it's an image of another tree I tend to be staring at trees these days uh, this this one is a photograph taken um, and edited in a magnificent way by my friend Marty, who lives in Chicago. Um, and she took this photograph and um, and altered it and transformed it in a way that I'm not even sure how she did it. But uh, the the leafless tree in the foreground, the leafless tree and the rest of the foreground are captured in just this type of inky black um, in a way that that just stunningly contrasts with the sheer white background of the sky so this this photograph is is now just in black and white um, but not in a sort of mixed way with um, like gray grayscale um, this is just sheer contrast, inky black, bright white, um, and it's it's just a stunning image. And at this point, you might be thinking, is Jeff really is Jeff really doing a podcast, a thing that is entirely a listening experience? Is he doing a podcast about the visual arts? <laughs> It's it's like almost cruel as he poorly describes these beautiful images that we can't even see. Uh, this, this seems like a terrible idea. So here we go. I also have pulled up a photograph of a sunset. It was taken by another friend, uh, Katie. And when I saw this image, my first thought was, that sunset looks like a painting and here's the thing right often when we find ourselves uh, gazing in real life at a scene that is just stunningly beautiful um, maybe it's snow-capped peaks or or a vibrant rainbow on a misty day and we're just we're just sort of caught there taking it in or maybe most often in our little west-facing pocket of the world, this image is, is a sunset. When we take in these, these awe-inspiring natural sights, the only thing we can think to say is, it looks like a painting. And then, of course, the retort, the retort to that sentiment might be, well, no, um, a painting 
is just trying to look like that. That's the real thing. Um, as, as though the painting is any less real or stunning or divinely inspired than the thing itself that is, that is being reimagined. No, no. The, the painting, the photograph, the film actually can supersede or enhance uh, what we would consider to be the, quote, real image. Um, because this artistic interpretation, it, it can give our eyes and our minds opportunity to, to slow down, to pause on the image, to stay with it a while, to, to focus in and, and notice and, and take in a fullness of beauty that is no longer fleeting as it was when we were perhaps seeing this thing uh, in real life. The artist can point us to details and colors and contrasts. They can, they can draw our attention to, to what we might otherwise miss. And they, and they can do so in a way that allows us to see through their eyes which are, of course, different from our own. Um, even, even where they might choose to stand or sit to take in something like a sunset, even where they choose to place themselves, that can, that can sort of drop us in a vantage point that we might otherwise never experience because we didn't think to stand there. So... So photos, paintings, movies, prints, landscape designs, drawings, even, even simple pencil scratchings have the ability, the potential to enhance and enliven the radiance and color of something the artist has seen or imagined. Or they can also... Um, like, like Marty's photo of, of this bare tree, they can also sort of strip down the image into its most basic form and structure in, in a way that allows us to see this thing in a more bare and, and maybe vulnerable way. And even beyond the world of realism, realism in photography or painting or filmmaking, um, an, an artist can create their own interpretive rendering of an image, their own interpretive rendering of an idea uh, with, with abstract painting, uh, with things like assemblage, printmaking, uh, avant-garde filmmaking. Im images can be created that somehow communicate something even more real than the physical, literal thing itself. Because there is always more going on just beneath the surface of our own 
simple perception or our perceived reality. And we've, we've come to learn that our brains really only allow a fraction, a fraction of what our, all of our senses take in to be processed. And by the way, thank God for that, because otherwise we would, we would just be zonked out, overwhelmed by all the stuff, all the stuff coming at us through our various senses. But there's, there's always more going on just beneath the surface of our perceived reality. And artists, artists can help us sort of tune into that, tune into those deeper realities, those deeper truths, those deeper beauties. So, so what's the point? What's the point? Um, I don't, I don't know. It's art, you know, it's art. It's, uh, say it's your job to figure it out. So it was it was good to be with you today on the Pecom Pod. <laughs> okay, okay, wait, wait. Don't go just yet. Um, of, of course, there's no single answer here. Um, but I, I can leave you with uh, maybe a couple of thoughts that I've had while considering and, uh, and appreciating the visual arts, the visual arts in particular. Um, the main thing that I have been struck by is that there are limitless ways that we can respond to God in worship. I, I did an episode, recorded an episode um, a while back on uh, sort of the question of what is worship and what are the ways that we can, um, can worship uh, powerfully and um, and authentically, because we we sometimes fall into the trap of of forgetting and 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 thinking that just sort of our our singing or our scripture reading the, that's our worship and and everything else is sort of something else or something outside of that. Um, but all the ways that we respond to God's goodness, respond to God's beauty, respond to God's love, respond to God's justice. These are all, these all can be our acts of worship. And so the visual arts are, um, are absolutely a, a big part of that, um, both in the way that we create, but also in the ways that we enjoy and appreciate uh, the, the work and the creation of others. Um, a lot of us think of ourselves like, oh, I'm not, I'm not good at that. I'm not good at painting or I'm not good at drawing or... Um, I, for myself, um, just do not consider myself a very talented photographer in particular. Um, when I see these photographs, um, like the, the photograph that my friend Katie took of these sunsets, um, what I told her was I so often I'm looking at, at a, a beautiful, um, piece of scenery and I don't even most of the time I don't even bother taking my phone out or taking a camera out because, um, because I'm just not at all able to capture with a photograph what I'm seeing in that experience and, and just sort of standing there and taking it in. 
but somehow magically and with great skill, um, my, my photographer friends, um, my friends like Marty and Katie, uh, my friends who are filmmakers like, like my friend Ben, they have this ability to, um, to with their lens, uh, capture something in a way that is even more um, sort of astounding and impressive and real seeing it as a as a photograph as an image as a as a piece of film um, than something that's more impressive than what what my experience would have been just standing there and looking at it um, so <laughs> all that to say I'm not a very good photographer um, but that doesn't mean that uh, that part of my worship um, cannot be enjoying and taking in and appreciating uh, the the photography of others. And so part of that response, part of that worship in the visual arts can be creating, can be making, can be um, capturing images, but we can also um, respond to this beauty that God has created by appreciating by saying, thank you, thank you for this, this artwork. Thank you for this beautiful pho- photograph, this incredible painting. Um, let me appreciate and enjoy uh, God's beauty in this um, rendering of it, this reinterpretation of it. So there are limitless ways that we can reflect God's beauty, which is, which is to say all beauty all beauty, because every, every good and perfect thing is a gift from the God of all creation. Every good and perfect thing is a gift from the God of all radiance. Radiance both both in the inky blacks and the brightest brights. Radiance. And, and as a part of our worship, God has created us in a way that we get to enjoy and rediscover and recreate and represent the glory and wonder of the good creation all around us and the good creation within us because every good and perfect thing is a gift. It's a gift a gift from the God of all creation. Amen? Amen. Okay, now we, now we can hear the closing music for real, and, and I can offer a very sincere thank you. Thank you for joining me on this uh, hopefully fun, if not ill-advised voyage. Thank you. Go in peace. <laughs>